breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I feel like I've missed so much. And you just missed two days, right? Yeah. Wow. So you went in a seersucker. I did. Okay. I, I, I don't think anybody was upset at all. I got compliments. Yeah, we're upset. Shouldn't have done it. We, had, we took a poll. Shouldn't have done it. No, I'm joking. The mayor says he wouldn't have. He, I asked him. He said, no, he wouldn't do it. Labor, Labor Day's is cut off for his seersucker, but... He said it's, it's different uh, it, rules. It's Atlanta, and it was ninety degrees. Yeah, so it fit. It, it fit it fine. It was fine, and mm-hmm. and it it rained every day we were there. Oh no, we haven't had rain here for six months. We go to Atlanta. Tell me, rains. it wasn't an outdoor wedding. It was an outdoor oh. wedding. It didn't rain that afternoon. It was just. It was God ordained. Yeah, it was just. It was beautiful. One of those things. Well, I'm going to have to do the show. Um, laying down today. <laughs> So um, tell me, I missed the dunking booth on Saturday. Yes, I was in the And it was a dunk- fundraiser for? Mm-hmm. It was for the uh, Shreveport Fire Police, et cetera, for the EMS crews. Um, they were having a big career fair for uh, heroes, for the city marshal, the sheriff's office, police, and fire. And they're trying to get folks to sign up to come work with them. And so they had all their stuff out there. I mean, they had the ladder trucks. They had a crime scene re- uh, reproduction. They had uh, all kinds of cool stuff. And they had a, uh, a dunk tank. I, I'm sorry. I, I thought a few months ago when they called me and said, can you participate? I thought they said a drink tank. <laughs> I didn't hear so, dunk yeah, tank. I'm all in for I'm, that. I'm in for a drink tank. Yeah, I'll do it. I think, you know, they're getting you drunk and they're going to see how long you should be in the tank or whatever. Like for a police. No, that's not what it was. It was a dunk tank. And I get in there and, and Chief Smith, as he promised, he pulls out a wad of bills and he goes and buys some tickets. Takes one shot. He's close. Second shot. Ding. Down I go. <laughs> Down she goes. Then they bring in Paul Skeens. I don't know where they got this kid. He's like, not the real Paul Skeens, but this guy. Oh, oh I was going to be very no, impressed. No. You just might as well just stayed in the water. This kid does the wind up and, and, and fires it at the and Ding, down I go. I mean, <laughs> the three balls right out of the jump. I'm in the drink twice. And then they, um, they bring in the horse. The uh, Thor, the big patrol horse, it's got his rider on there. So they still have patrol horses? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one's gorgeous. Nice. And they back him up to the button where he dings the button with his booty. And they made lots of horses' ass jokes, okay, about so that. You got yeah, sunk by a horse's I, ass. I did, yeah, I did. I got sunk by a ton of people. I, uh, Fire Chief Reese, he ain't got no game. Y'all tell him I said so. No game. He paid the $20. If you paid $20, you could come up and just push the button. Oh, gosh. So he paid 20 bucks and he just pushed the button because he ain't got nothing. He got no game. <laughs> Some of his firemen do, though, but he ain't got no game. He still owes me lunch, by the way. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. I was glad to do it. The water was brown and ugly. 
I'm just going to oh, say. No. Ugh. I was envisioning like beautiful blue Destin water. No, that's not what it was. But uh, so I had to, had to you know, de- detox when I got home. But it was good. It was fun. But I, my back is a little bit jacked today. So I'm going <laughs> to. And, and I was happy to help if I can help in any way. You know, EMS, fire, anybody, police. I'm, I'm there to help. Um, next year, a drink tank would be appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> See how many shots before I get crazy. It's not going to take many. Okay. Uh, the mayor was in. You've got to catch me up on Mardi Gras. Yes. Yes. Um, that is... Uh, I mean, not, not right now. We'll do that no, next. we'll do it but, next, but yeah. we got to catch up on Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. we got to catch up on uh, the bond proposal. Yeah. Had a, had a, a, a governor, governor's debate Friday night. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to go on. Uh, Jeff was Landry it, was it, even there. It couldn't have been worse than the first one. Oh, no. It was better. And you know what? I'm going to tip my hat to somebody from that debate from Friday night, a local that I want to talk about, too. Because okay. that was pretty impressive. I was impressed. So we got a lot to do today. Okay. Lots to do. All right. Micah McCartney, 1017 FM, 710 Kilo, Fletch with Sports coming up next. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. So much going on. It, yeah, there's so much. It's I have to tell you uh, about a moment I had at the airport. Okay. In fact, it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and my daughter and I... Uh, my wife stayed a little bit longer because this was her family. Okay. And her brother was, uh, you know, and his wife, that was their child getting married. All right. And so um, all four of my sister, I mean my sister, paging Dr. Freud, mm-hmm. uh, my wife and her brothers and sisters were together. Oh, cool. So they had a little bit more time on Sunday mm-hmm. than uh, than you know we I needed to get back because right. oh my gosh you need to it's, it's, decompress oh um so Micah and I flew back uh, yesterday morning we got to the airport we're sitting I just thought it was it was a cool moment we're sitting at the airport in Atlanta okay mm-hmm. now granted we are flying back to Dallas right so. Seeing cowboys gear is not, oh, yeah, un, yeah. you know, not unprecedented, mm-hmm. not not unthinkable because you're flying into Dallas. But I look over and there's a guy sitting over in the corner, and he looked he looked Indian, you know, okay, wearing a Dak Prescott jersey. Oh, nice! And I told Mike, I said, think about this for just a minute. We're in Atlanta, Georgia, packed airport. Mm-hmm. I said, there's a guy sitting over there wearing a Cowboys jersey from a, a kid from Houghton. Yeah. Houghton, here's, Louisiana. Here's, mm-hmm. here's a, a Houghton High School guy, football player, and somebody, and people are wearing his jersey. Yes. Yes. It just hit me. I, that's All so over the cool. world. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a Cowboys lover or hater. You know. Right. That's cool. That is cool. That's exciting. <laughs> it really, it really is. And they had a great game yesterday. They look sharp again. They look strong this year. They yeah. do look strong. And I'm, you know, I'm excited for the Cowboys. I love the Cowboys. I I love the Saints first, but I also love the Cowboys. See, so I don't people 
either have to love or hate for some reason. No, no. I, for a long, there's a lot of animosity between uh, the two sides sure. because of our sure. local Fox affiliate yeah. that has to choose a game. Mm-hmm. And and some Saints fans believe, hey, we're in Louisiana, so they should be showing the right. Saints. Yeah. But then others say, look, we're we're closer to Dallas geographically than we are to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I understand both sides of the right, argument. Right, right. I, I, you know, I... I and love that, them both. And now that my daughter <laughs> works basically for Jerry Jones, I'm like, all right, go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Yep. You got to <laughs> love them. Because when Jerry's happy, everybody's happy. Right. Exactly. So, you know, we'll, we will see. You know, I'm, I'm happy about it. I love, I love them both. I'm hoping the Saints have a good year. I, I'm a little bit worried, but. Poor Sean Payton. 0 oh, and 2. Yeah. No finding kidding. life without Drew Brees. Is, yeah. <laughs> Difficult. That was that was that was a once in a lifetime pairing. That was that, that yeah, was a, yeah. He and Drew Brees were so symbiotic That's in true. their relationship and their their offensive minds. Mm-hmm. And and how about the LSU Tigers? Quite the game. Wow, that was that I did was watch that. Very exciting, very exciting. And I'm really I went back happy. To the hotel. I said, y'all just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Got to watch. I'm watching the game. I know, and it was a big win. First SEC game, uh, dominating. I mean, it was. I, I thought it was a statement game. Now I don't know if it's LSU is is pulling it together and that good, or mm-hmm. Mississippi State is you know that bad. Right, right. We, we, we don't, don't know, know yet. yet. Don't, you don't. Yeah. Don't but know to yet. watch Alabama, I thought, ooh, they didn't look too good. Yeah. And they've already got a loss. So the SEC West now we you know we might could dominate. It's wide that. open. Yeah, it, it really still is. is. Wide open. Georgia looks pretty darn good. I didn't too mean in the to East. derail us. I know that's okay. You to... No, that's all right. I, I... We have all morning. We have all morning. <laughs> and and I'm gonna have somebody come in here with the the, the masseuse is coming. I think. I hope. Did My... you hire the masseuse? I I haven't been here. Oh, I did okay. not get it. No. We need to get but that. But believe me, I, after. The airplane, yeah, I need one as well. Oh, yeah, no kidding. My favorite oh. time was when Micah was just the right weight, height. She'd walk on my back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's too big now. No She's kidding. six feet tall. I couldn't right. do it now. But <laughs> No, that's not going to work. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, definitely. It was a busy weekend. We have kind of a, um, at 640, we're going to talk Mardi Gras because we, um, we have a showdown. We have a showdown now, and it's I, not it, good. I, for, I, from what I hear, the mayor's holding firm. Yes. So this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And the lieutenant governor is kind of holding firm, and he'll be joining us tomorrow morning. Um, he's He and the mayor, are, he, essentially the mayor used the term ignorant with regard to the lieutenant governor last week on Keel. And the lieutenant governor wow. texted me and said he's picked the fight with the wrong guy. So... Oh. <sighs> It's getting a little bit heated, and uh, we'll try to unravel it. Yeah. 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 So the lieutenant governor is going to join us tomorrow morning. He's in town. He's at Natchitoches, and he'll be in Shreveport tomorrow. So we'll talk about this in about 10 minutes. Yes. The the mayor is saying, no, it's the 2.30 start time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to start at this place. Now, what about the dates? Still got to move the dates unless you can come up with more security yourself. Okay. Which is not likely. We'll cut. Ah, <sighs> interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about that coming up. Mikey McCarty, 101 7 FM, 710 Keel, and on the free Keel app. 
back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I hope Ruben's having a wonderful time. Yes, I think he's leaving. I'm sure he's asleep at the moment. Yeah, he's probably asleep at the moment. You don't think yeah. he gets up and listens? <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't I'm, listen when he's here. I'm 100% <laughs> certain he's not listening. I'm 100% certain. He, he, you know, he was excited with the city. This is the first time with last week's city council debacle. His mama was telling him something about, can you believe what's going on at that city council? He goes, don't tell me. I can't wait to listen on the radio tomorrow. Oh. And I'm like... Ruben cares about the city council. It's just, I don't know where we're going with that. I, I don't know what's going to happen with all that. I'm hearing a lot of legal skirmishes could be happening okay, with regard re- to Shanerica Fleming's big speech and oh, her bailout and yes. uh, uh, possible defamation of character lawsuits could be filed. I mean, this could get really, really ugly. Well, um, well it was ugly. It, it's yeah, already ugly. It's, it was ugly when they let her speak in the council meeting. The, I think and that she was started a mistake, blasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think other that was council members. Uh, her her legal career. There could be some that say that that could be a problem because she may have crossed the ethical standards for a lawyer. So that's something that's to be considered too. So there's a lot of stuff brewing with regard to this. I you know I don't know how it's going to end up shaking out. I just know that. It's not over yet. We might think it's over. Mm-mm. And I don't think the council's going to, you know, sing kumbaya. Oh, I don't think it's and, over at all. No, it's it, it definitely is not. And, and and as a council, how do you recover from this? How do you look across the, the, the horseshoe and, and work together with all this animosity? I know. With all this stuff of everybody pointing and going, you said this and you did that and you told me not to do blank for them. And, the, you know, it depends on, you know, there are there are claims that a couple of city council members may have a defamation lawsuit. I, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm waiting to see what happens. It's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, Mayor Tom Arsenault was in last week and uh, kind of doubled down on Mardi Gras. We'll talk about that after the break. Mike and McCarty, 1017FM710Keel.com. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017FM and 710Keel. Miss two days, miss a lot. Mike and McCarty, one zero one seven FM, seven ten Q. Wowzer, wowzer, wowzer! I feel like I've been gone a month. It's it's just things are going crazy. Us. Thanks to Scott Hughes, by the way, for filling in for you. He came in and he was bringing me coffee, and yeah, it was nice. It, I got y'all trained pretty well, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I texted him and I said, "Bring me a tub of coffee." So right. he brought a big thing. But the mayor came in. Uh, chief of police was here. They both talked a little bit about Mardi Gras. Of course, the mayor, that's all we talked about for the most part. And he said, you know, I asked him first, did you? what did you think of the uh, proposals that the crews sent you that he got last Tuesday, I think? <laughs> and he said they were, you know, they were not. Was, they wanted a 5 o'clock start. Yeah, yeah he, didn't, he didn't see it as a, a real solution. 
but it seemed to and, and i'm this is me talking this is nothing to do with the mayor it seemed to have aggravated him it seemed to have well, made I, him a I little would, bit it, it, yeah. that's a little insulting mm-hmm. you're not taking the mayor seriously right and he essentially doubled down and said you know the only way we can have these parades is if we do it this way my way um and start them at 2 30 and he did he did uh acquiesce and say they could start at lake street if they have the extra security he was pretty clear that we couldn't provide the security for the same date for centaur the february 3rd date that they would have to change their date unless they could find i believe it was 30 more security personnel so what's the dollar amount um he i don't know the dollar amount he said money's no object he said money is not an object the object the the you know, I said, what if you doubled the pay and you could recruit people? He said, money won't be a problem. We can pay whoever we get, but we don't have bodies. The problem is wow. if you want... so if you it's want, not that we can't pay them. We can't find... You can't find them. Find so, people to, to come in. Because think about it. State troopers are working New Orleans Mardi Gras. You've got deputies in other parishes. They have their own Mardi Gras they're working. Um, you can't get people to come in. I'm told Bozier won't come. Um, that they have declined for various reasons. I'm not going to mention all of them on the air, but Bozier has decided they're they're not going to help. Now, that may be completely wrong. If somebody wants to correct me on that, please let me know. But uh, Bozier says they're not available to come help. Um, Caddo's helping it, as this, much as they can. Do you think this is because uh, Shreveport wouldn't help when Trump came to... Oh, I know that's that was that a wasn't, previous administration. No, no that Certainly wasn't. They wouldn't. That wasn't the reason. I'll tell you off the air. I can't tell you on the air about that because that's not confirmed and it's just rumor. But um, that's the problem. The other agencies all have their own um, deals to handle, it, and they okay, can't come. If when you say the state police are in New Orleans working Mardi Gras parades, well. They're not the New Orleans State Police. It's the Louisiana State. But we ought to divvy them up if we need. Well, they've already officers committed up here. I mean, they've already committed. Well, you, you we're too we're late part to the of party. Louisiana too. But we're late to the party. They've if they've already promised themselves. You know, we've promised New Orleans a hundred state troopers, and we do that every year. And we've already made that commitment. You can't say, oh, New Orleans, we got to take fifty of them from you because Shreveport's short. Um, then. You know, we've already committed them. For next year, maybe we say, hey, look, we want some of the state troopers up this way, too. Or we want some from Troop G. Instead of sending our Troop G troopers right, down to New Orleans, right. keep them here yeah, but for our parade. You, I would think you would need more than just what's available from Troop G. Oh, you definitely do. And you and you still, mind you, you still have to cover your, your patrol areas. You can't just take every state trooper available off the streets and say, okay, right. you're Mardi Gras now. Sure. Forget sure. about the wrecks and other calls we might have. So it's a bit of a mess. And the lieutenant governor who will be in town tomorrow, he has said don't move the parades. The mayor, you know, essentially said that the lieutenant governor was ignorant about the um, the situation here and used that word. Um, so it was, and the lieutenant governor's none too happy about that. Uh, but he's still holding firm, saying we shouldn't move the dates of the parade. Because but he of, cannot issue a dictate to the no, mayor of no, the city saying. He can't. So he, he has no actual authority. No, he does over, not. Now he can help find security. He can help, you know, with the funding for that if that's an issue. He can help, you know, iron out some of the logistics. But right now the mayor is digging in, saying, "Here's how we have to do it." 
if we want to be want safe, secure parades, here's how so, we have to do it. So, bottom line is, we need security. Mm-hmm. That's that's the issue. Yes, over all of it, the right. dates, the times, mm-hmm. the the locations, the length of the parade. Yes, we need security. We need more security. And I don't know and if they've gone money over. Money isn't the issue. Money's not an issue. The mayor said that clearly on the air last week. Money's not the issue with regard that's, to this. That's surprising. We to have me. the funding for that. I don't know if they've gone over to Harrison County. Uh, in Wascom, Texas, Marshall, Texas, and said, hey, can we borrow five of your officers, ten of your officers? Um, you know, I'm not sure. That's the problem because you got to make sure it's a five-mile parade. And that's what the mayor said. He said this is one of the longest, if not the longest, parades in the state traveling five miles through our city. There's no five-mile parades typically in New Orleans. They're pretty short. Now, they do follow one right after another, but they're not long. We'll stay on top of it. Mm-hmm. Micah McCarty, 1017 FM. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Damn you, Ruben. Needing time off. <laughs> what? He needs a break. No, I... I oh. Yeah. I... I, I Firmly concur. Mm-hmm. Why do only doctors say concur? I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> do sure. Do you concur? <laughs> <laughs> Why not utilize National Guard weekend maneuvers to practice crowd control during Mardi Gras? Yeah. Mm. Good, Good question. Good question. Um, the mayor should be resourceful and reach out to smaller towns around Shreveport for security. For the parades, most towns have post-certified officers who would love the extra pay. Messages on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Mm-hmm. And uh, keep them coming. There, are, uh, I got a text that we use some Dallas folks for security for the Independence Bowl. I'm checking to see if that's accurate. Um, you could reach out to Dallas. I just, the, the mayor has kind of put the onus on the crew of Centaur to find at least 30 more officers to keep their parade on the same date on February 3rd. If they can't, then the parade date would have to be moved. And nobody wants that to happen. Nobody in the crew, anyway, wants that to happen. Um, but I don't know if putting the onus on the crew to find security is, the, you know, I mean, can they go out and find just a private security firm, you know, that charges $800 an hour? Mm-hmm. Hey, we charge $800 an hour. You said money was no object. Um we we got 30 guys from whoever security services bring security yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and we'll we'll send you some guys cuz really you need to relieve you don't need police officers standing certified police officers standing at a barricade making sure nobody drives through that or crosses through that you can have just a, uh, any security folks stand there and let the police officers roam the crowd and walk through right. like they do um, so that, that, that would, and there are plenty of those spots. I mean, imagine all the, you know, all the barricades they put up, all the officers that have to be standing by those barricades oh, yeah. so people don't go around them. So I, you know, I don't know what the answer to this is. I know the mayor's letter, which you can see at keelnews.com. He sent them a letter Friday. Um, you can read it. He says, essentially it's kind of be my way. It's just got, this is the way we've got to do it. And here are the options. And, he is he is giving them the Lake Street option as a possibility, but they have to find more security. But he is holding steady 
with the uh, 2.30 start time. He's not, He, you know, they wanted to push it back to 5. I think they were trying to, you know, let's start the conversation. They knew they would never get a 5 o'clock start time. He wants the parades done by 7P. Off the streets, done by 7P. The crowds are going home. Um, and, and that's his goal. You know, somebody brought up an interesting point last week when we were talking. You know, people, okay, on parade day. They've rented their spaces, or even more more importantly, they're trying to find a space. Mm-hmm. So especially along uh, Shreveport-Marksdale Highway, yes, they start camping out there, not the night before, but I right. mean, they get there in the mornings to claim their spot, mm-hmm. to stake their claim. Okay, so you've now moved the start, you've moved the start time up. They're going to be, they're going to be getting there and drinking along some of those places even you know earlier right i'm hoping they still don't come out until like because they typically the the parkway you can't camp out on it until the morning of well that's what i'm saying they're going to get there as early as they can and i I still think it'll be seven I i still think they won't open it back up until seven which is what they do now they open it up at seven where you can come in and start camping out so the time for that i think will stay the same but I may be wrong. I just got a text from the folks at the Independence Bowl. We do supplement with a group from Dallas that works major events, World Series, etc. They do our bag checks and some access points throughout the stadium. They are not commissioned officers. They're similar to Landmark that you see at LSU events and the Superdome. Probably about 40 or so from there. So we maybe want to look into this, getting those. And I've also got a text from some of the crew members that there are several New Orleans parades that last a lot longer than five miles or at well, least yeah. five miles. So And go well into the night. Mm-hmm. You bet. Micah McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Hold on, I'm trying to get this. You can't find the cursor when you need it, can you? I got it over here. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. I uh, got a report, kind of an odd report this morning. Something strange on the uh, interstate around Greenwood. A missile was re- was found on I twenty. What? I don't know. We got the uh, police chief uh, from Greenwood, Shane Gibson. Shane, good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? We're we're good. Would you find a missile on I twenty? What? Well, no, but we were dispatched to uh, I twenty one day last week in reference to someone finding a missile on I twenty. But thankfully, when we got there, it was just the missile launcher mount off an airplane, not an actual missile. <laughs> oh, just a missile launcher mount oh, off okay. an airplane. Well, well, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. so relieved. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> so it fell, we were it, too. it fell off of a Barksdale plane? Well, we're not sure if it fell off a truck going down I-20 that had been transporting or if it fell out of the, uh, fell out of the sky oh, off no, an airplane. Oh, no, that makes more sense. Yeah. Because we had a door fall off of a plane into Benton. Now, we know these these B-52s, they've been around since the 50s, for crying out loud. But they, they, they keep updating them, and they're doing great. But we don't want stuff falling off of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what type of airplane this came off of. I know uh, Barksdale uh, 
sent their EOD personnel out and took possession of this uh, launcher mount. Now, did it hit any cars? Were, was anybody in danger as a result? Uh, well, there were no cars struck that we know of. Uh, Louisiana DOTD was actually out cleaning up the median whenever they found it in the median of I-20 right here uh, close to exit 3. How large was this? Uh, I'm going to say it was uh, probably eight foot long, uh, probably about uh, 12 to 15 inches wide. So it's just a mount for a missile launcher. Yes, it is just a mount for the missile launcher. But like I said, we we were initially dispatched to the call for service where a missile was found, and uh, we're you don't not quite get calls trained for that. Yeah, you don't get calls like that very often, huh? Uh, it's the first time I've had this call uh, in 28 years. Yes, ma'am. Wow. So did y'all have to shut the freeway down at all during while you were cleaning it up, or no? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. There, there was no explosive material. Uh, so we didn't have to have uh, a safety car. Present. Yeah. Oh, no, no, sir. <laughs> okay, and it, it didn't do any damage to the highway. It, it, uh, y'all were able just to pick it up. Looks like they loaded it onto a DOTD truck and and hauled it away. They sure did. Yes, ma'am. Oh, has anybody claimed it? Uh, Barksdale come out and took possession of it. Oh, that's right. You said that. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm praying it didn't fall off a plane. I'm hoping that it fell off a truck. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. Well, you never know, though. Yeah, you never know. Well, thank goodness nobody was hurt and everything's cool. So we just need to we need to double check the screws on these Barksdale planes, I guess. <laughs> Pro- probably so. We need to run around with a Phillips head screwdriver and make sure they're all tight. <laughs> Shane Gibson, uh, Greenwood Police Department. Thanks for updating us, sir. Thank you. Y'all have a good day. You, you too. <laughs> That's I had amazing. A, I had a friend of mine, or I have a, I have a friend who uh, flew B fifty twos for years. Mm-hmm. He, he's a he's about to retire as a Delta pilot if he hasn't retired already. Um, Aaron, he told me stories. <laughs> he's oh yeah. He's told me stories like I, that I can't. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to share. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but. I'm- yeah, the, I'm looking at this. This looks that looks like an eight foot ladder is what it looks like, and then it's got the mount where the the missile would go. I'm just hoping there wasn't a missile attached to it, and the missile dropped off somewhere. Yeah, in the Texas missile's and, over and, off yeah. the side of the road <laughs> yeah. in the trees someplace. So I'm hoping it's just the missile launcher, and it luckily didn't hit a car. But if you know if that was in the middle of the roadway and you hit it, that would mess up a car bad bad yeah you're gonna you're gonna crash big time if you hit this thing so there's, it's gone by the way they're still working this wreck on i-49 and this apparently is is bad uh, uh apparently a fatality somebody said uh, maybe a pedestrian mm, yeah. and so avoid that area there's police you know and, and emergency workers in that area so uh, yeah. you just need to avoid that uh Go just take an alternate route. I think it's at I forty nine at the loop. Yeah, Burkoon. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so just uh, avoid that. We're getting messages saying big traffic jams. I'm curious too about the um, construction on I twenty in Bozier. Have they started the barrels out? Putting the barrels out yet? Yeah, it's supposed to start today. The barrel, yes. And so that's going to be big time construction delays. Now that's coming from industrial to Hamilton Road West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the way to Hamilton Road. Yes, so it's going to be a big-time okay. delay. They're shutting wow. down one lane. I think it may be in both directions. 
So just keep that in mind because that'll slow things down and, considerably. And that's going to be a complete redo, not just resurfacing. They're right. tearing up the old 60-year-old concrete mm-hmm. and, and replay, which is what they need to do. They absolutely I mean, do. And 60 it, years is long enough. It is long enough, and it'll be a beautiful, nice new highway when they're done. Hopefully up to a big time above federal specs. That'd I'm kind of nice. disappointed that they're not doing the same in Shreveport. They're yeah. just going to do patches, not uh, sections. Let me say right. sections because they're not overlaying. They're mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Yes. They're just doing it in, in sections, not the entire segments. Right. It, need, it needs the work, that's for sure. But it is going to be slow going if you typically travel I-20, I'm just saying, let us know if the barrels are back up and um, up rather, and if they've started the work, because today's the day. Tim Fletcher Sports coming up next. Micah McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Keel, and on the free Keel. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. So you watched the debate, was it Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. I watched it after the fact, after it was over. Okay. To just catch up. And um, you know what? It was way better than the first one. This is the governor's debate Mm -hmm. for the great state of Louisiana. Right. They kept it moving. And I want to shout out uh, my friend Jackie Jovic. She was incredible. She's very good. She was really yes, good. She and was I, very good. And I'm going to be honest, I wasn't expecting much after the first debacle debate. Now, that who was hosted awful. It? it was um it was a consortium of TV stations, the Next Star stations. Okay. And there was kind of an overall host, but then they had three moderators, and Jackie was one of them, and she Oh, she was an actual moderator. Then. Yes, she was asking the nice. questions. And they were stopping them when they went too long. And they were saying, because they were giving them, like, if I said during my speech, I talked about, let's say, education. I love children and I want to save our children. Mike Martindale hates children and he doesn't want to save our children. Well, then Mike Martindale could say, hey, she brought up my name. I want 30 seconds to respond. Mm -hmm. And so they were trying to be fair like that. They were saying, look, she brought up your your name. So you get, so they were having to be, you know, trying to be fair. And it was well done. Um, it was, they moved it along fast. They covered a ton of topics. And uh, Jackie was the star, no doubt. I mean, they had Fred Childress, who used to be with KSLA. I remember Fred, yeah. Um, they had, I forget who the other one was, but all three of the, the people asking the questions were great. But Jackie was the star. Y'all can tell her I, I said so. I thought she was incredible. So, um Jeff Landry was in attendance for this one. He was, and they went hard at him, but not as hard as I was expecting. Okay, were there any, did you learn anything um, from any of the candidates? Did you go, oh, wow. Well, you you heard some of the allegations against Landry with regard to some of his campaign donors. Some of that came up. But, you know, he, he again, he was able to, to, you know, whitewash that or paint that with a broad brush saying, I have 12,000 donors. I don't know, you know how many of them, you know, have maybe under investigation for something or the other. I don't know that. Mm -hmm. And I would never let a campaign donation change how I would investigate somebody. So, I mean, he he covered it pretty good. He, you know, but again, that's all going to come out in the runoff. If he makes the runoff, 
all of that will be out. The, you know, all of that will be in commercials. You'll see it over and over again. But I just want to tip of the hat to, and, and Scott Hughes is going to uh, join us at 740 and kind of unravel the debate. What what were the big issues? What Who was the who were the winners and losers and all that? But I just want to tip my cap today to Jackie. She did a great job. I was very impressed. And um, Well, I, I hate I missed it. Uh, I watched the first one. I it, didn't. Um, it was I, dreadful. It was. It was pretty hideous. The lighting was awful. The I mean the the, the set they just yes. looked terrible. They had a much better set this time. They were all standing. Um, they were. It, it just looked looked like a pro deal. And um, the way they moved it along was impressive too. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like you had one minute answers. Ding, move on. Ding, move, and you get thirty seconds to respond. And if your name was brought up, you were given a little opportunity to address it. Um, it was well done. I was I was pretty impressed. The first debate, there were two moderators. I think I guess yes. they were both out of mm-hmm. New Orleans. Yes, the girl I thought did a good job. That was Sharice Gibson. She used to be here too at KSLA. She I thought she did a good job. Mm-hmm. I I was not impressed with her cohort. Yeah, the guy got the guy. lost. He got lost. Over he threw over. it to her once because he got so flustered mm-hmm. and she's like uh no this is yours he wasn't ready for the big stage wasn't ready he wasn't ready definitely but again jackie was was really really well prepared and they had a lot of great questions too which were way beyond the what are you going to do about education i mean it was like let's get into some specifics and i thought it was well done the my big issue with it is probably nobody watched it because it was a friday night you got high school football you right. got all kind of activities going on so you're going to have to go back and search and for it and look at the it. the first debate, you had to stream it. It wasn't broadcast that right, I know of. Right, Even PBS didn't show it live. Yes, exactly. So Scott will unravel it for us coming up at 740. We'll see, you know, did we learn anything new? Eh, I don't know about that, but okay. we'll see what he says. Interesting. It was interesting. That'll that'll be coming up in about 10 minutes from mm-hmm. now. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Keel. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. So on Saturday, you went to swimming. Is that <laughs> in brown water? Yeah, not my normal swimming. No. That's disgusting. I was in the dunk tank. For the uh, career fair, for the heroes career fair, for the police, fire, sheriff, and the marshal's office, and um, had a great time. I got dunked a bunch of times. We need to uh, we need to check with both chiefs mm-hmm. and find out how that went. Yes, if they got if they got actual prospects. Absolutely, I, I you know Chief, Chief Smith's got an arm. I'm just going to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> Clarence Reese, no game. <laughs> Paid the twenty bucks to, to walk, walk up, up and, and hit punch the button. It. Oh. But I do want to shout out my buddy John, who uh, he was there with his mom and dad, and he is a he list, They listen every morning, and he's on the way to school today. Hi, John. John got robbed because John hit the target with the ball. Now, how old is John? John's probably ten. I'm okay. sorry, John, if I'm messing up your age. He's probably ten in that range, and he hit the target with the ball, but he didn't throw it hard enough. So I didn't go in the drink. But I, did they not let him go ahead and come up and punch it? Do you know who you're looking at? No, no, we didn't let him come up and punch it. 
No, I should have. Sorry, I'm John. Looking back on if it. If I were there, have. I would have let you. I'd have carried you up there. Oh, man. Yeah, Pow. we should have let him. We should have let him drown me. But I got drowned so much. It was a thanks for coming, John. His little sister, they they both tried. And uh, it was a good day. I was glad to be there, glad to help out. Um, next year, it's your turn, by the way. The water in the tank I, was I bright. had a wedding I had to go yeah. to in Atlanta. And believe me, I'd have rather been in the dunk tank. I love family. Don't get me wrong. I thought I was signing up for a drink tank, and it turned out to be a dunk tank. <laughs> And next year, give me a drink tank, please. <laughs> Scott Hughes joining us. Going to break down the uh, Louisiana governor's debate from Friday. Micah McCarty, 1017 FM, 710. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Well, the uh, governor's second governor's debate was Friday night. All candidates, including, well, I say all candidates, the major candidates, uh, including frontrunner Jeff Landry, were in attendance. Uh, Shreveport political analyst Scott Hughes joining us on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline to break it down. Scott, I asked Aaron a few minutes ago, I'll ask you, did you learn anything new from any of the candidates from the debate? Um, yeah, I mean, when you, when you ask that, I think the thing that we learned the most, we had, in addition to Jeff Landry, we had, um, I think, Mr. N- Mr. Nelson there, and I think he was an interesting addition. Besides that, I, I don't think we learned a whole lot more. We learned that Jeff Landry may have a few negatives, but we didn't see any real, I think, kill shots landed. So Jeff Landry kind of got through this one un- untouched, and I don't think the race changed much. But the, but the format was much better than last time. That's what Aaron was saying. Mm-hmm. I don't, moved it along. Have been worse. Yeah, moved along a lot faster, and they got to a lot of questions. Agreed. Okay, any any winners? Um, I, I think when you look look at it, I think you got to kind of say Jeff Landry was a winner because there was this big buildup that he was going to take the stage and they were going to come for him, and they kind of did, and it kind of didn't do any damage to Jeff Landry. They 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 land and, and the shots they're trying to land on him are kind of technical shots about his campaign finance or about this. There wasn't any real philosophical shot landed. In fact, the biggest part of the debate, more than half the debate, dealt with abortion, which I thought was kind of an interesting topic to spend that much time on, and one that everybody on the stage, except for Wilson, agrees on. Mm-hmm. Did you see any, did, in, did anybody, was anybody a loser? Um. I will say to a degree, I think Sean Wilson probably took some damage because um, in the first debate, I thought he did fine. He kind of got through without any damage. I think this time, maybe particularly because that abortion question, I think he kind of got exposed on it. They kept coming back to him several times. He got attacked by some other candidates on his abortion. He's the only one that would be considered pro-choice. I think that's on the stage. I think everybody else up there was, for the most part, pro-life. And then they, they, they argued some some minutia on that position and i think in the end i think i think wilson probably came off came across a little negative for the average louisiana voter who's very conservative on that one issue despite that i didn't really see any winners or losers i thought Stephen wagons back had a good night i thought sharon hewitt probably disappeared if, if someone had a bad night it was probably hewitt she just didn't seem to be there this time um and then schroeder actually um kind of appeared on the radar with his attacking of of landry but i'm not sure it helped him Richard Nelson flubbed a time or two, too, I noticed, and, and seemed a little bit nervous. Um, so maybe hurt him a little. Did you see that, too? 
he, he, he probably both got helped and heard. I think you're correct. He got helped, obviously, because he was on the stage. A lot of people saw him for the first time. I mean, he's very young. He's very, um, he's very energetic. And, yes, I don't think from a policy standpoint, he really stood out as a choice over anyone else on the stage, which is what he's trying to do. This is really quickly becoming probably a three-person race between Landry and Wilson, a clear one and two. And then for whoever's number three, I think Wagon's back is moving into that three slot. Hunter Lundy remains interesting. He's, um, although Hunter Lundy pretty much didn't show at this one. Last time he had a lot more interesting things to say. This time Lundy sort of was a non-combatant. Um, person there on the stage. He didn't even know he was there for the most part. So I think Wagonsback may be winning and then he's moving into third. But this is still, be clear, this is Landry 1, Wilson 2, and everybody else. So, Scott, if you were if you were to uh, consult with any of these, do you see any of them going, okay, you know, we've had two debates. Uh, I'm still in the, you know, single-digit polling, <laughs> some of them at 2%. Do you see any of them going? I'm I'm going to save my money and put my put my you know support behind another candidate. I, I wish, Mike, that we would see that. I think sometimes we watch the national, which like let's take the national primaries. We have a bunch of folks running for president. That race is over a year away. They can dip in, dip out. There may be people that haven't even gotten in the race yet. Um, on this race, we're not going to see that. I wish we would. But they've already spent their money. They're already in. The ballot's already printed. I saw a ballot over the weekend. We typically sign a ballot for a local friend that does mail-in. So there's already mail-in voting happening. And and that's the big takeaway. I've watched two debates, and I sit there, and I wish, okay, I wish four of these people would just go away and endorse somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then we'd have maybe a three, maybe a four-person race, because Lundy's not going anywhere as a true independent. Maybe if we had four candidates, it'd be more interesting, more time. But but that's not going to happen. And so we're probably very highly likely headed to a runoff scenario where Landry's going to stay one. Wilson's going to stay two. I think last week I shared with Aaron, um, there is a scenario you're, you're, you're I'm kind of watching develop that maybe Landry gets pulled down a little bit lower into the low 30s, low into the 20s even. Maybe Wilson is such a weak candidate and he kind of continues to show that. Um, that he might get pulled in the low 20s. Don't see him going farther than that. And that may open the door for a third candidate to compete with Wilson for that third spot, thus maybe getting an R versus R runoff. Short of that, this race is just going to limp to the finish line, probably with Landry Wilson and then Landry beating Wilson in the runoff. Scott Hughes, Shreveport Political Analyst. Thank you, sir. Thank you all. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Well, they're still working this major accident, I-49. It's closed. It, it, I-49 is closed. Southbound, you yeah. have to exit on Bird Coons, so just keep that in so mind. That's what's going to start happening. Yes, it's going to be. I love what Greg Adams posted on Facebook. Dear I-20 drivers. Well, you ought to let him read it. Go He's, ahead. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I don't even have to read it. I just know it from the top of my head. Like, this is real life. Yes. I-20 drivers, if you're going to join us on I-220 every morning, please learn how to drive. How bad was like, it? it? was. it was horrifying. Oh. Like the the amount of people who are either zipping in between lines without any kind of blinker mm-hmm. whatsoever. What's a uh, blinker? Right, that's you. You did driver's <laughs> training in Louisiana. I can see. 
Uh, like I had a friend one time that pulled up to a car at a red light, reached in their window, and snapped off their turn Whoa. signal and tossed it in their lap and said, won't you just stick that in your glove box because you don't yeah, use yeah, it anyway. Yeah, you ain't going to need it. So that's a lot of that this morning, a lot of uh, unintentional brake checking, I guess. Ugh. Like as these people swerve into another lane and then realize, oh, there's a reason why people were in this other lane. Mm-hmm. Let me get back there real quick. Yeah. Oh, and uh, let me say also, when you do use a turn signal, it doesn't automatically grant you right yeah, of no, way. No, 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 right? no. I was no. already here. Yeah. I had no, on my turn signal. I don't care. Yeah, I no, was that's already not, here. That's not how this works. So what they really need to understand, there is a minimum speed limit on the freeway. Mm-hmm. Those are posted. They need to abide by those. Yeah. And the left lane is for felonies. So unless you are prepared <laughs> to pay that speeding ticket, keep yourself in the right lane. I don't care if oh. somebody up in front of you, if Nana's down to, and, and this is the other thing. If you, up. if you are potentially at risk of not having a driver's license, whether it's because you're only 16 or whether it's because you're 86, stay off from I-20 for the next forever. <laughs> because anybody who is like kind of maybe not sure about driving right now, it's going to turn into bumper cars out there if we're not careful. Oh, yeah. It's going to look so like... do you drive Bozier every day? Yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd, I-20 Bozier? Look, I would almost rather take I-20 right now and deal with the construction than deal with the I-20 drivers on I-220. Because you're a regular 220 guy. Every morning. And now you're being invaded by the I-20 traffic. You could see it right away oh. as soon as I merged on. Oh, well, God bless you. Thanks for being patient. Oh, the patience is gone. <laughs> It lasts yeah. about half a mile. Where, where, patience? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I don't yeah. hear any patience. You're right. He I don't sounds either. like me. Yeah. <laughs> I did driver's training in Michigan. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Is that better? Really? <laughs> Motor City? A little bit. <laughs> 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCoy. Some of these start automatically and some don't. Mm-hmm, I, don't I don't know. Ruben, enjoy <laughs> your week, baby. Yes. <laughs> enjoy your week and oh. can't wait for you to get back. He's having a good time, I'm sure. 101 7 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. And uh, I did miss Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently missed a lot. Mayor yeah. Tom Arsenault was in studio last week. He and, was. And he pretty much said, look, this is uh, this is what we're going to do mm-hmm. concerning Mardi Gras. We are starting at 2.30. We are starting at the bridge. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have he, to change did, the date. He did acquiesce to Lake Street. And he gave them Lake Street back. If they got extra security. Right. But I think he gave Lake Street back to uh, Jim and I as well. Uh, and, the, and they're not going to need extra security because they're not on the same day. I, I believe. I may be wrong about that. You can see the mayor's letter at keelnews.com but i think their proposal they submitted to him earlier in the week might have aggravated him and because they they proposed a 5 p.m start time Mm -hmm. which would put it way into the nighttime hours well well, they they essentially gave no concessions right i mean they said 
Lake Street, 5 p.m. Right. And he <laughs> told us Friday or Thursday, same he said dates. Th- this was not a counteroffer. This was a, you know, he he didn't see it as a counteroffer at all. No, and, I agree. Um, and I agree with him. And he had not responded to them, but he did on Friday send a letter to them saying that, you know, we have to do it this way because of security. And he essentially said we have to have a 2.30 start time. And for Centaur to roll on February 3rd date, they have to find an additional 30 security personnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he placed that burden on them. Um, he had concerns about this being one of the longest parade routes in the state of, of five miles. Um, folks with the crews have said no, several of the New Orleans parades, nine of them at least, are five miles or better. Several are four and a half miles around the state. Um, and then our, if you take our no-throw zones out, we're under a five mile, five-mile route. Um, so, I mean, it's, a, it's semantics. The, mayor, the mayor's order also says they must end by 7 p.m. They must also have uh, um, But how records. are you going to enforce that? I mean, you're going to find them if it if the last float doesn't go past the ending by 7 p.m. Are you going to find the crew? They will have fines. They're going to have they're going to have to have a bond that if they don't meet the the criteria in the contract, they would have to forfeit part of that bond. Um, They also have to have records. So many cars, there has to be a record ride in between them. They have so many minutes to get a float out of the parade if it's uh, broken down. Um, there are a lot of things that they, they're going to have to do differently this year. And the crews, I, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. I know they're very, they don't want to come on the radio just yet. They're still trying to figure out what do we need to say? What, what kind of, you know, what kind of work can we do to try to change the mayor's mind, uh, to try to work on something different? Can we go out ourselves and get security? And you know what? I've been told that, you know, the the Independence Bowl hires a security firm out of Dallas. They're not commissioned law officers, but they come in and do some of the screening at the gate and they do some of that. They could provide that uh, for these parades. They maybe just need to reach out to some people and and go, hey, where did you get your people? Mm -hmm. Because we need 30 more and perhaps we could hire some from another area. Um, smaller I'm sure cities. Missy would be happy to. Oh, absolutely. Discuss with she'd, them. She'd be happy to share sure. her info about where she gets those those folks. Because we all want the parades to roll. We don't want anything to have to be canceled. Well, I don't think I don't think everybody does want the parades to roll. Really? Well, I I, hmm. I think uh, there would be some who would not be disappointed if they didn't. You think the chance of the Mardi Gras parades canceling? I'm hearing are rumblings now? amongst the crews. They're like, you know what? Forget it. We won't roll this year. We're just not going to roll. So then you got to send everybody back their money. Who's a member of your crew? They want their 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 money sure. back for this year. And uh, what if you? And spent our lieutenant it all? governor said, "Look, you mess this up, you're going to mess up international tourism." Mm-hmm. Yes. He was just in Australia and New Zealand, mm-hmm. saying we've got hundreds of people. Right. Lined up to come to North Louisiana Mardi Gras. Right, exactly. He's Don't he's, change the dates. He's not happy about it. That's darn sure. He's going to join us tomorrow, I believe, in the 8 o'clock hour. He's in town. Um, there's big debate. The, ma- the mayor said he had not heard from the lieutenant governor. And so he as said, of last Friday, he's had not heard from him that's yet. That's what he told us. He said he reached out and called him, and he hadn't heard back. But yet the lieutenant governor sent evidence of an email he sent to the mayor saying he would like to discuss Mardi Gras. 
And, and he's coming in, to, in town tomorrow, so hopefully they've got a meeting set up. I'm hoping they have a meeting Maybe, set up. I hope that's why he's coming in. No, he's got other functions. He's in Natchitoches for early morning, and then he's in Shreveport for another event. But I'm hoping while he's here, he sits down with the mayor, and they can kind of go over it. Because he's not happy about, you know, the mayor essentially said Friday um, he's uh, ignorant about how this is working. That the lieutenant governor, I think he used the word ignorant. And I thought... And the lieutenant governor was none well, too now, happy about that. Well, now, ignorant doesn't mean somebody's stupid. It means you're uninformed. That's kind of how he used it. And yeah, it, it doesn't mean or he's it, he's an idiot. It, it just it, means he's uninformed on what's going on. It didn't come off well. You're ignorant about a specific situation. Yeah, okay. You're ignorant about radio. Well, now... See, you take the I fence mean, to that. You know what well, I mean? He's Governor, Lieutenant Governor knows a lot about Mardi Gras. Sure. So to use that word would be very offensive to him, I, and he is well, very just, offended. No, so. I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to say he's not calling know, him an idiot. I know, I know, but it just came off bad. Sure, might and, not be in a, the best selection of words. And they need to, they need to kiss and make up and try to find a solution. That's what they need to do. And true leaders, that's what they would do. They would say, "Hey, let's find a solution. Let's get past this little hurdle and move forward. Let's keep Mardi Gras where it is and move forward." I, I'm hoping they can do that. I don't know. Tim Fletcher has sports coming up next. 1017 FM 710. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. So if people couldn't hear us on this stream, that might have been my fault. It could be. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't know all that stuff. I, I really do. don't. <laughs> and it's all going to change here, maybe at some point. Yeah, we're getting a whole new system, whole new um, studio, w- which is exciting. So they're they're working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I was excited when I left the um, dunk tank Saturday morning. Went straight to the house, got cleaned up, and then. Um, watched the LSU game, which was oh, an 11 a.m. Oh, so game. you got home in time. Well, I watched it a little bit late. I mean, I started okay. you know, the recording gotcha. watch a little bit late. See, it was noon when I was in Atlanta. Right. The game was at noon. Yeah. What Eastern time was your time. wedding that you had to be at? 6.30. Okay, so you, you could I, watch it before the... Yeah. Oh, I did that's fine. awesome. And then I watched some F1 uh, qualifying. Okay. I got I got that done. Nice. I just... The, the Tigers came out blazing. They looked great. Oh, it, it, it looked good. They it did looked like look LSU football. They even got some running game going. Mm-hmm. And for for folks who are oh, putting us Meyer, no, no, Jaden Daniels is a great quarterback. Don't be fooled. He had a he okay. had a rough he looked game. good. I don't know that I say great yet. He's yeah, a good. You, he's he's solid. He's good. But I mean, let's hold off on the great talk. Uh, you're right. You're right. Great. Great's too big a word. But he's a solid SEC quarterback. He really oh, he is. Looked, he now he looked fantastic Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'm I and, mean said I think he set a school record on passing percentage. But I'm like you. Were are we that good, or is Mississippi State kind of a second tier? Was their defense that suspect? Mm-hmm. And that's where I don't know yet. I, right, and we right. and we saw what we had against Florida State, but was that opening game jitters? That was a road game. I mean, I know this was another road game at Mississippi State. Yeah, we yeah win. we went there and did that amidst mm-hmm. those cowbells. Yes, yes. They'd it, have to put me through a metal detector going into that stadium oh. because. <laughs> 
I wouldn't be able to handle it. I know. I would not. Uh, he, you know, he, he threw for 361 yards. He was 30 of 34. Yeah. Fan- you know, I mean, he looked fantastic. Uh, you're not going to find too many better stats than that. So I'm real excited about the future. I, You know, I know we're going to get into the heart of the SEC. Now he's a senior this year, though. He is. So yeah, he Nussmeier's is. Nussmeier's in the wings. Mm-hmm. I know. And we, and we need to know that. Because it's going to be a you know a, a transition year after this, um, we have Arkansas next. That's at home at Tiger Stadium. So, okay. um, I'm not sure how strong Arkansas is this year. I, I really don't know. But um, have they set a time for that yet? Because I'm not. They always sure. have. To. I'm not sure if they've moved it or not. I don't know. But I am looking forward to that. You know, that's another big SEC West con- contest. I'm hoping it's a night game. But, 6 p.m. Okay, good. That's yes. a good thing. So, yes. Um, and it's and it's at home. It is at LSU. Right. Not LSU, <laughs> which the the commentator we got this Saturday, notorious. LSU. 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 Mm, now, Arkansas Stop. is coming off a loss to BYU. They lost to BYU this weekend, uh, 38-31. So they may be, uh, you know itching to do a little bit better there i think they they beat um wcu whoever that is and they beat uh kent state so byu was their biggest contest and they lost so they haven't had a real strong schedule not yet not yet they've been in the cupcake realm yeah and byu is a pretty strong team and they did beat them by a touchdown and that's what i will say about brian kelly He's like, let's jump into the fire, game one. I mean, let's jump in there. Let's see what we got. Right, exactly. And then you followed that up with Grambling, and that was a that was a chance for a lot of kids to play, which was a good thing. You got more backups in the game, and they got some time. But now you got a strong win in the SEC. That's a that was a good game. And by the way, we're t- I know I know we're talking sports mm-hmm. real quick. Uh, congratulations to Lavette because her boy, uh, her driver. I don't. I don't mean that derogatory. Mm-hmm. I just, her, her driver, uh, Lewis Hamilton, mm-hmm. got a podium this weekend. My boy won. <laughs> Carlos Sainz. I have such a crush. I on know him. Ferrari looked great. Red he Bull, does look great. Red Bull. <laughs> Sorry. Look, I'm as hetero as you get, <laughs> and and I go look at those eyes. Oh my oh, gosh, he does have those great big. He's lovely. He's lovely. Uh, But Ferrari, Red Bull couldn't pull it together. Mm -mm. They were sliding all over the track and couldn't figure it out. That's so strange. It's a tough one for them. Fifth and 11th, I think. I know. We Mm got to go to news. Mm -hmm. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Well, you know, I was in Atlanta for. A, a wedding, family wedding. Mm-hmm. I think it's this is, <laughs> this is about the last family niece and nephew kind of thing. Okay. I was talking to a friend of mine last week, and I said, "Hey, I won't make lunch Friday." Mm-hmm. I said, "I got a wedding to go to." He goes, "I think I've aged out of that." <laughs> I love that comment. I'm like, "Yes." You still have two single kids, though, so you got two weddings could be coming up. Could be. Could be. Yeah. But that's different. I'm not going to travel for those, I can tell you that. You you might. Um, anyway. Did you um, wear the seersucker is what people want to know. I did wear the seersucker. Okay. And I got compliments, did by you? the way. 
And no no leers or sneers. Really? It's in Atlanta for crying out. Actually, it was Norcross. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with, I'm not, that area. I'm not sure. It's right outside of Dunwoody, which is a little bedroom community. Okay, I have a brother in Alpharetta, so not too far. So beautiful, beautiful Mm. area. Pretty area. Aaron, there was, I hate to say this. We were driving around, even in Atlanta. First of all, the geography is different from where we are. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, it's just it's beautiful country. But you look at what other cities are doing and have, other communities. Yes. You look at even architecture, and there are places doing it better. I'm just going to say. They really are. There are places now. I, I I didn't look into their city council and see if they're, you know, clown shows like we have here. I'm sorry, but I'm going to call out our city council. I'm, well, I'm, you I'm know Atlanta's government is not, you know. Well, I, I'm not talking about Atlanta per se. Right, right. Atlanta proper. Mm-hmm. But some of these areas around Atlanta are as large as Shreveport, oh, for crying out loud. Oh, you bet. Absolutely. We right now are in the middle of a clown show, and and we've got to get a handle but on even, it. But even, I don't know. It's it's just it was, and look, I love Shreveport. It's my it's my hometown. But we got We got to we got to make some changes. Mm-hmm. We have to do better. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. <sighs> All right, we got to mm-hmm. catch up on some things. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and Mike. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. When is the last time you have traveled, traveled? Like, I know you I know you went to San Antonio, but you probably drove, right? I drove, yeah. The last time I flew. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving, was it last year? I went to see my son in California. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, probably. How was your experience? I, I, it was okay for me. It wasn't too bad. I had, um. I, go ahead. Decent. I I flew out of Shreveport. So I, I flew from here to Dallas and then got a plane from Dallas, um, out to LAX and then my son picked us up at uh, mm-hmm. LAX. So I it was a decent experience, not too bad. I I've I think <laughs> I finally resolved to the fact that the airport is what it is. Mm. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. We're going to have to take our belts off. We're going to have to take our shoes off. Yes. Uh I mean I just went through naked because I'm like I'm not <laughs> fighting all this. It's just here. I, right. Scan me. Yeah. Um so, it, you know, it was fine. Actually, it was fine. We flew out of Love Field. Okay. So it wasn't the the, the DFW. Right. Uh, you know, huge. But, so, it, I mean, it was actually fine. And uh, landing in Atlanta, uh, everything went well. There was a little hiccup picking up luggage in Atlanta. They had like a jam underneath oh. Okay. On our carousel, you know how that oh, goes. Oh, yeah. So we were like 30, 45 minutes waiting on luggage. Oh. But we didn't have a connecting flight, so it was you just... You were okay. Yeah, I mean, what you know, what are you going to do? What are coming, you going to do? Now, coming so, back, did you have any hiccups? No, no, no. And that's what I was going to say. And, and I just... And I wore just like gym short kind of things mm-hmm. because I'm like, look, I'm just going home. Right. And, uh, and I... 
Aaron, I had uh, doggy little, I keep doggy bags in my pocket when I walk the dog. Mm-hmm. And so, and I didn't even think about it because I, I didn't, I didn't even try to carry a pocket knife. I have a pocket knife with me all the time. I think a man should carry a pocket knife. You're right. Things you should do. Mm-hmm. Got it with me now. But I said, I told Dina, I'm, I'm going to try, you know. Yeah. And I'll, <laughs> I'll lose it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and so I'm standing there and the, the lady, the TSA, she goes, do you, sir, do you have anything in your pocket? I'm like, no, no, sir. And I went, oh, and it, she saw the doggy bags in my pocket. Oh, wow. She could tell I had something. And I was just kind of impressed. I thought, okay, yeah. you know, there's some training going on. Mm-hmm. They are they are watching. They yeah. are looking. They do keep an eye on that. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> doggy bags, guilty. <laughs> I got caught with spoons while you were gone, yeah. too. I already told them the story. <laughs> Trying to go in a local courthouse. And yes. had they were scanning my purse. And I had, uh, he said, ma'am, what is, you've got something in your purse that's metal. I said, really? Okay. Dig it up. There's a spoon. He goes, ma'am, there's something else. <laughs> Three spoons in the bottom of my purse. Hey, I eat oh, yogurt every morning. I have a spoon issue. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I know where all my damn spoons are. Right. I was, you know, like, yeah. where are all my good spoons? Oh, here they are. In the bottom of my purse. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to know the airports are working, but yeah, you're going to have to take off your... Unless you're getting that pre-screened, the TSA now, pre-screened thing. My just wife, go right through. she does... She does medical mission trips and mm-hmm. mission trips around yeah. the world. Right. She has the global entry. Mm-hmm. So she's good to go. We'll zip and, right and through. My daughter travels so much, uh, like with her work, and st- that she's got the TSA pre-check. Mm-hmm. So they just, you know. Zip right through. But I'm the dolt over in the <laughs> line that, with the lines that go back, back and forth yeah, and back you gotta and you got to go forth. through the ropes, yeah. <laughs> Take off your shoes, sir. Take off your shoes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't travel enough to go even make it worthwhile to do it. Right, whatever it is, 50 bucks or whatever. I don't know, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Well, (laughs) I'm I'm glad to know you didn't have any issues. There were a lot of people that they're still getting, you know, flights are canceled or whatever's happening. I think they're getting back on track. As far as travel goes, now, the flight back, you know, I get motion sickness. Oh. Yeah. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. We've got a message. Go ahead. Same, I'm going to do the same thing you're probably doing about the Highland Center? No. Okay. It's... This is an interesting story. Uh, that some refugees were dropped off at the Highland Center over the weekend. Yeah, I saw that. Looks like a twenty or so, and uh, they people look are, all like men. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're all dressed in white, and they they're dropped off with their the bags. And I do know that the Church for the Highlands put a message up. So this is you know for folks who are wondering who these people are, uh, were they dumped here? Um, the, the Church for the Highlands says these immigrants are people seeking asylum and are here legally. They have been released, not dumped, by ICE to travel to a family member or sponsor. Our church, along with many others, welcome them and help them make travel arrangements and provide transportation to the airport. The Bible informs us that we were all made in the image of God and is full of instructions for us to care for the foreigner, stranger, and that loving our neighbors 
even if they're from around the world, is integral to our love for God. So they were not dumped. Apparently, this had been an arranged deal uh, for them to come here, and then the Church for the Highlands will make arrangements for them to get to their loved ones. So their people have been posting some pictures and, and videos. They're, and they're here legally? They're here legally is what they say, that they are people that are seeking asylum well, and gone through no the process. Yeah. If you're if you're going through the process, sure. More power to you. And if you're here legally, then that's fine. Absolutely. You bet. Come on. We're you know what? <laughs> we're yeah, we're what not is, anti-immigration. Absolutely. What does the Statue of Liberty say? Bring your, you know, whatever you're tired, you're yeah, poor, mm-hmm. you're hungry. Come yes. on. I'm good. I'm good with that. But to come illegally is a different question, and we really need to do it right. Because what about all those who did do it right? Absolutely, you're just thumbing your nose at them. And and those that did it right don't it seem don't get the free cell phones and the free housing and the free food and the free education and everything else, free health care. Mm-hmm. They go get jobs. Why are you going to work me up now? I'm sorry. Twenty seconds left in this show. You up? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are here legally, welcome. Bienvenidos. You bet. Absolutely. You bet. Mike and McCarty, Ruben coming back a week from today. No, got it. <laughs> 1017 FM, 710 Kiel.